0: Arsenal about to crumble the Premier League title. That is today's main question as we look back at the weekend's fixtures from across all the leagues. But let's start off with this weekend's Premier League action because the title race is well and truly back on. Yeah, well, is it was always on.
1: Let's face it, it was yeah. always on. But yeah, as the question we should be asking is has the advantage gone to the other side now
0: well you would assume so considering they've got the game in hand uh to play against them um so that could work in city's favor obviously you'd expect them to win that and then obviously the two come to blows against each other in a couple of weeks time it's going to be a very spicy final, uh, seven or eight games left in this Premier League season. Yeah, I would agree on that one. But if you're going to give Man City the chance,
1: then, you know, you just got to start. <laughs> I'm so tired today. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> so <accurate. laughs> like, we did a lot yesterday and my mind isn't fully there, but I, I will get a coming in towards the end. <laughs> not what anyone wants to hear on this podcast, but I should be high as hell after this weekend. Carry on. Arsenal, they threw this away. This was Massively. the Liverpool one on steroids.
0: Yeah. I it's mean, all right
1: to do against Liverpool at Anfield. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you look at Liverpool's form this season and say, like, well, actually, it's not on, but Liverpool's still a tough team to beat at Anfield. West Ham, where they've been this season, I don't think that's on for Arsenal.
0: No. Right, like that is two massive, massive points dropped from uh, Mikel Arteta's side. Considering, like you said, how poor West Ham have been and the fact that they are still in a relegation scrap themselves. You can't be dropping points if you want them to become champions, especially with that Manchester City side right up upon your tails now. Yes, That's one um, way. You should be gotten these fixtures to bed easily.
1: Yeah, and it did look like that was going to happen for a little while. They went ahead to nil in the first 10 minutes. You thought, oh, it's going to be easy, as maybe many yeah, had predicted. Yeah. But then it, it slipped. Ben Rambe gets yeah. the penalty, scores it. There was some debate about the penalty. I haven't seen it in full, if I am being honest, still. So it's hard to judge.
0: Hmm. Uh, and then, obviously, Arsenal get them a penalty themselves just after the break, which uh, Bukayo Osaka sent wide left of the goal. And, yeah, his penalty form. So well, That's you want to be seeing. I,
1: I, I disagree on that because since the one we know is most famous for, he has actually been OK since then. But, yeah, this one, when he needed to, to get it the most, it, it didn't happen. Yeah, big pressure times. It seems
0: like he can't cope with maybe.
1: I oh, disagree because he gets more against Man City, so that would be the the most crucial one. And then I don't know what happened. He
0: just Did didn't date.
1: Yeah. Uh, other than that, after that, Jared Bowen brought them level, and just I don't know what happened after that. Arsenal just
0: didn't find a way through again. Mm, they seem to just stuck in the third gear and couldn't find a way to break down West Ham's defence anymore and yeah, it was well done to David Moyes' side for managing to come back into that one because like you said 2-0 down inside the opening 10 minutes you think, okay, this is going to be a routine victory for Arsenal but then the fact that they threw it away and West Ham got this big for them in terms of having a, a of... chance or got survival
1: It's also a West Ham side that have travelled from Belgium in the last three days as well. So the fatigue could have still been there. That's a lot for a side like West Ham to get ready for in that short amount of time. And it appears they did very well.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, Going forth, though, looking at, uh, like we said, the rest of the running for Arsenal, they do still have to play uh, Manchester City Towards the instant the and then they've got Chelsea as well. So, big couple of weeks coming up from Mikel Arteta's side. Uh, later on this week, they play against Southampton uh, at eight o'clock on Friday. So, there should be a routine win there. Yeah,
1: they, they should they be winning points
0: that. there. Then. they just should. They're... If they drop points there, that's embarrassing. I'll stop
1: myself at saying embarrassing, but you'd you're you slipping. You, you're throwing it away
0: if you do that. Considering Southampton's season, that is embarrassing if they don't win that game.
1: Yeah, maybe. But I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to be not a bit harsh and use that. I like, oh, don't know how to describe See, I'm so off it today. <laughs> oh, God, whoever listens to this must be thinking... <laughs> So I'll be excited in about ten minutes. <laughs> right, the pause, um, has just got, the pause. has just go. Oh god, I'm
0: Have you had a point to get into?
1: I will in ten minutes when I get to talk about my team.
0: Right, uh, let's have a look at Arsenal's title uh, challenge at rivals Manchester City. A three-one victory against Leicester City. Three goals inside the opening in half an hour. John Stones and an Erling Haaland brace. Routine victory for City in the end,
1: yeah. No, I watched the majority of this, and yeah, easy. Ireland is mm. not, but Man City, if they you know they, they yeah. let Leicester back into it, and if Leicester actually took chances, it could have been a decent ending.
0: It could have been, but I think City had the confidence in themselves that even if Leicester did pull another one back, they would still, well, pull they, did pull and... a, they
1: pulled another one back, and then they could have scored at least twice after that and got level.
0: Yeah, that's why I mean, like, after that uh, Ian Atrio goal, if they'd scored, like, again, you think all oh, could Leicester have got something. But I think Man City's confidence in themselves to see how that came uh, was strong enough, and that's why they are uh, in that race for the title.
1: Yeah, and now is the good time to analyse the title race because we look at their run ins. I personally do believe Man City's is the best.
0: Well, the only team they've got to face uh, in and around them for the rest of the season is Arsenal on the 26th of April. Like They've got Brighton game to be rescheduled. They've got Fulham, West Ham, Leeds, and a wait trip to Everton. Chelsea, the penultimate game of the season, and with Chelsea's season being how it is, it could be done already for them, which... It, is but they've got nothing left to play for and then final day away at uh, Brentford
1: Yeah, so I look be, at I'll a lot of that, that it's either that... relegation candidates slash teams that are just not going to have anything come the end of the season so it's going to be a bit easy mm. for Man City I think
0: And then compare that with Arsenal, like, so like I said they face uh, Southampton at home on Friday and next week they travel to Manchester to face uh, City then they've got a home clash against Arsenal, a trip to Newcastle, uh, and then their final three games. Brighton, who could still be fighting for a European spot, Forest potentially could still be fighting for uh, survival, and Wolves. You'd say they've got nothing left to play for come the final day of the season, potentially.
1: Yeah, no, I think Wolves won't have anything, to be honest. But um,
0: mm-hmm. just look at
1: the most of Arsenal games and i go there's a slip up in there like Brighton oh, that just screams a slip up but Man city also have got to play them as well
0: yeah and i think that fixture against newcastle as well for arsenal is going to be uh a big one you got to
1: go to st james as well it's going to be rocking as we know it can be mm-hmm. with the big games like that so yeah it ain't yeah, easy
0: no it definitely won't be uh... Well, I'm here for a nice title race all the way down to whether it be in the last week or the last two weeks of the season. It's something that uh, obviously many fans like to see, and we don't want to see the seasons where you have one team just running away with it, and they already know, like, by now, who the champions are. Like, this is actually been an entertaining season, not just in the title race, all across the board as well. Got a fantastic relegation battle on our hands and then the fight for the European places again, is something that could go right down to the wire. And I think that is where we should head to next because Aston Villa against Newcastle, the lunchtime kickoff on Saturday. Absolutely wow. All of, oh, absolutely, why call it all
1: of a sudden? <laughs> yeah, now this was... <laughs> Yeah, wow, wow. This was as good as even I could have imagined. (laughs) 90 minutes, Mm. just almost near perfection.
0: Yeah, you couldn't ask for a better game from Aston Villa in that sense. This never happens, by the way. (laughs) I should
1: sound way Mm. more excited. But, oh my God, are we actually going to get European football? Potentially.
0: Potentially.
1: Mm. It's weird because people have started like Calming down a bit Given that Brighton and Liverpool Both have two games in hand Although surely one of them Has got to be against each other When you look at it
0: uh, I'm not too sure No but, but Obviously one of Liverpool's yeah. Is tonight for us I know uh, that's why it's not like like, that I knew it looked
1: weird So yeah That probably isn't against Liverpool No But people can say that, but we are winning games. And when you're doing Mm -hmm. that, anything can happen in that regard, especially when there are those around you who are not winning those games. They're they're losing them in embarrassing fashion, and we will still get to that (laughs) after this.
0: But, yeah, um, for me, when you look at that performance um, from Aston Villa, it was just superb and it shows what a fantastic job Unai Emery has done uh, since getting there, was it October, November time? You got there?
1: Yeah, it keeps going around now that we were 17th when he took over. Same points as the team in 18th. So we we're effectively relegation. And um, mm. look at us now. Look at us now. Yeah, <laughs> look at us. Just... Look us now. <laughs> oh, we've <cool>. Yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, Brilliant. But yeah. Such a standout, fantastic performance from uh, Aston Villa. And again, Ollie Watkins continuing to shine uh, again this weekend.
1: If I and, speak if I speak uh, in the latest rhetoric that goes around Twitter, he is him. <laughs> Ollie Watkins I mean, is to... him. And had you seen, if it was the third goal, the cameras then glanced to Gareth Southgate, the man could not have looked more miserable because he's realised, oh shit, I've got to pick him now.
0: Mm. <laughs> he one of them, you really like, well, yeah, because he's literally in the best form. Do
1: you know um, it even funnier? I would see. I was then reminded on Twitter of the reaction of him when he was at Newcastle. I don't think it was Newcastle Villa at St. James, but it was a Newcastle game where Callum Wilson, who hmm. was in form at the time, and everyone was saying he should get the England call-up, should be in the England squad. I think he missed out in the end. But he'd score. Wilson scored. Gareth Sarif gets yeah. high-fiving all the, the owners. With a smile <laughs> on his face. Was like, and then compared with oh, the Watkins one, he couldn't have looked more miserable. God on, Gareth. Um, okay. <laughs> they at least tried to hide the
0: bias. Let's well, be honest, he doesn't do that. And The less I say about that man there, better for me because I, I still don't like him. The As like, like, manager.
1: People should understand like, Villa fans hate him. And I think he hates
0: us in the because
1: this man did put in a transfer request when he decided to leave us in like the late 90s. Mm. So the hatred works both ways.
0: Definitely. Sir. But that shouldn't still go over to your managerial career when it comes to selecting players because that's ruined any like uh, other Watkins' chance of representing his country just because of something that happened yeah. 25, 30 years ago.
1: Yeah, it's nice that everyone's talking about Watkins. But I think people should also bring into the conversation Jacob Ramsey in midfield when you're begging for a midfielder who can just carry the ball forward like he can.
0: Mm.
1: Better than Conor Gallagher. Like, By a long stretch right it's now. Not that hard. No. And mm-hmm. even, I could even go even like even too further. Esri Konza and Tyrone Mings are just an unbelievable defensive partnership when they are on it. And playing
0: with confidence. Yeah, yeah when you can see uh, them two playing with confidence, they are absolutely fantastic. And maybe Mings could be mulling around at the England squad. I think say may just a bit too early, possibly. No,
1: yeah, because we were having this conversation years, or two years ago, that he should have been in when he was on form. It didn't happen, but. Now it just it'd be even more ridiculous because you have got the likes of Harry Maguire and Eric Dyer in there when they're complete shit at the moment.
0: I mean the thing is though he has got his uh, but Eric Dyer can
1: hit a um, Eric Dyer can hit a ball fifty yards. Guess what? Tyrone Mings can as well. It's not just about that.
0: He has his uh, personal styles and ways of playing. So maybe he doesn't believe that Mings could do that. So sometimes he's come some to watch us enough times. times if he
1: can't see it then i then i can't help him
0: well no one can help him let's be honest
1: i think there are many people that can it's whether he decides to listen or not but
0: anyway a bit on
1: newcastle as well they were not great in this i was i was 50 50 and whether they just weren't on it or we were just that good that they couldn't do much i think
0: it's a bit of both yeah, definitely.
1: It seemed to be the way. They weren't on it, but then again, if you're going to play Jacob Murphy and Anthony Gordon, then you deserve everything you get. Mm-hmm. They are a long way away from being top four. Like, what was the way to describe? Like, regulars in the top four. They're a long way away from it, especially when you're still going to rely on Dan Byrne to be one of your main defenders, and he's getting destroyed by the likes of John McGinn.
0: Mm. I think it's one though that over the next two or three seasons, uh, transfer window-wise, you'll see a more integrated team that are capable of fighting for the European players. Because even, say, if they were to miss the Champions League this season and only fall in the Europa League, that's still going to be better money position wise, than what they had last season. Because obviously, It, was,
1: it will be in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, obviously, they've been the top four all season, which is why they would be completely disappointed by how it's ended. Oh, yeah.
0: Definitely, it's a massive uh, drop-off in performances in recent uh, weeks considering how well they've been performing. They do have that three-point gap over Spurs and have a game in hand as well over them. I mean, if you uh, think it's Spurs they've
1: got to worry about then.
0: (laughs) No, I'm just saying, like, in full table context for this minute in time, it is Spurs that are the closest team to them. Yeah. Um, It helps that they
1: do have a game in hand as well over us and that's about Tottenham as well.
0: Yeah, uh, but I, th- I still think a European for Newcastle is good con- if you look back 12 months ago. Not on the scheme of this season, because obviously dropping out of the Champions League wouldn't be good for considering, like you say, how much they've been uh, up there throughout this season. But um, European prices for Newcastle is something they would take.
1: Yeah, it looks like there's still four for grabs. I think Manchester United may securing third by the looks of it they're not slipping up that much but yeah it's going to be an interesting end I feel that if Newcastle maybe bounce back the next game we'll be saying oh they're alright now and they should keep it but as long as Villa keep winning
0: I mean anything can happen in the world of football and anyone can take their last uh, European spot definitely
1: so did you just hear the words um, "d mine shaft" over there? <laughs>
0: <laughs> One team that could also potentially get uh, European football this week, uh, this season, is Brighton and
1: home of Albion. Yes, they continue to impress. Chelsea, what? Chelsea, <laughs> what's, what's left to be said? The fans are now arguing with the owner. That—that's what the sign when you've lost it.
0: Yeah, it's. Not going well at all. Like, like Todd, Bowley, it's
1: mean, just... Todd Bowley now, he's, he's putting himself at the forefront, which I guess you want from an owner, you want them to be communicating as much as possible. But in a way, there is almost too much, I think is the way to describe yeah. it, because we're not like other sports where, in fact, the American side of things, the owner is the forefront. We say at the Super Bowl, who gets to touch the Super Bowl first? It's never the players who actually did it. It's the owner. (laughs) Mm. i find that scummy. I hate that. The players are the ones that have won it. And yet it's the owner who has to touch it first. Yeah, it's crazy. Can you imagine the Glazers walking up to lift the Carabao Cup? But i to stop anything. It's, exactly. going it's, any further, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I hate that about American sports. Yeah. It's odd. It's the only thing I'd like, kind of, just hate. Mm, Whereas, I have to agree with you on that. Uh, the point is, we want our owners in this country, yes, to have communication, but also don't make it all about yourselves. And that's mm. what Todd Bowley has
0: almost pretty much done now. Oh, yeah, he's definitely gone into it like a. Uh... It's my team. I'll do. This, wasn't it talk about time. he was
1: apparently in the dressing room for about an hour talking to them?
0: Yeah. That's the manager's uh, job, mate. The game, okay, you getting involved. Yeah. Your job is just to talk to the manager about performances, this, that, and even not um, be given personal feelings towards the players. Like you can do that at the end of the season, saying, Look, lads, it wasn't a good season, but we'll go again next year. Or get a permanent
1: manager in as soon as possible. Yeah. Wish you all the soon, best for the Summer SCLC. As soon as oh, I've got what it was gonna be now, but it was gonna be along the lines of like as soon as that was it. As soon as fans turn, you start seeing the bed sheets come out more, the flags and the banners they're all gonna come out more. Bowley, you've gotta remove yourself. He ain't gonna remove himself. <laughs> he's just gotta he's gotta to learn to limit his role to what he's good at get some let the people know the football side of things just deal with it mm. and let the manager get whoever he wants in so he can build something that is something along the lines of his vision
0: yeah definitely so but he does seem to be the type of person that is worrying like what can i do what can this 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 happen rather than okay Yes, I own the club, and yes, I want to be hands-on and supportive of my team, but there's a time where you need to actually back off and let the manager uh, do his job, and just you don't interfere with that type of stuff.
1: I would also say as well, if you're going to hire frauds like Frank Lampard, you probably deserve everything you get.
0: Yeah, I mean, just because he knows the club, I think for me that's just totally wrong, and...
1: Where apparently, I'd seen something was quite uh, funny, and I was like, oh no, this is actually perfect. He does know the club well, and he knows that they were around this level in the 90s, so he's taking them back where they once were. And, and his own managerial
0: capabilities
1: around this level. He's not a Premier League manager. This man needs to be in the Championship again to like, even try and get himself back to being a decent manager at this level.
0: I mean, have you seen the reports that uh, apparently Luis Enrique was annoyed that he didn't get the job because he apparently was excited about uh, managing the Chelsea game against Real Madrid last week, the first leg, like he wanted to show off his capabilities and then it's turned out.
1: I hadn't seen anything about him wanting it straight away, but clearly Chelsea were not ready to put someone in at this moment in time. They wanted him in the summer, whether he still comes back by then. I don't know. If you had a chance, that I got, mean... like, is Enrique or Nagelsmann the better option? Uh,
0: I'd say maybe Enrique, just because he's got a bit more yeah. experience under his belt as a manager. The thing with Nagelsmann
1: is I don't see what's too different to Potter. In that regard, you've mm. got to get players that suit him, whereas I think Enrique can work with whatever he's got. Yeah, definitely.
0: I think... It helps with him being the national team manager of Spain. He's for also a quite ruthless as as, well. Well,
1: Enrique, as we saw with the national team. Like He's happy to throw people out. <laughs> yeah,
0: so uh, it's definitely, I think, what does Bowley want to do in that situation? Uh, I don't know what goes on from here I'd, I'd, and who gets I've read point. something
1: else as well that tickled me a bit it was Todd Bowley would sign his own forehead with a permanent mark. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was uh, very funny, (laughs) right? Um, (laughs) Jesus Christ,
1: Uh, there's only one other place to go now, in there somewhere. Tottenham, two Bournemouth, three. It's it's just normal now. This is the the normal, not a joke anymore. This is Tottenham. It is the history of the mm. Tottenham. <laughs> oh, this is now the new motto the club in in in, yeah. in, in Tau, is it? Oh, a hundred percent. Well, how 100%. did they do this?
0: By being who they are, plain and simple.
1: So confusing. They got I mean, ahead on the eighty eighth minute. And you're thinking, oh, yeah, that's it. They've done it now. Well done.
0: <laughs> but then, well, drew level.
1: All that, all that.
0: <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> yeah, the, Drew level in the 88th minute. You think, okay, they've rescued a point here. They'll take that, considering the game. And then, oh no, 95th minute, Dango Atora steps up to put all three points back with uh, Gary O'Neill's side and take it and run away uh, from the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Mental.
1: I guess, the, I guess the team like yeah. Bournemouth have struggled, but, you know, I look at Bournemouth now and I think they've gone a bit of a way to actually surviving. They've got a bit of fight about it, mm. which you can say is more than at least three teams, maybe, in the league right now.
0: Yeah, and their only t- real tough test against a team um, fighting for anything, realistically, apart from their relegation rivals around them, is... Uh, that penultimate match day against Manchester United, but that's when Man United had to come down to uh, the vitality. I think called it Dean Court, but just they've got West Ham and then
1: Southampton and then Leeds in the next three years. So realistically, they win yeah. all that. They might even finish like 12. They could catch Chelsea.
0: <laughs> mm. It's one of them where even if they take points, just at one point, they could go ahead of Chelsea by six points. Yeah. Even if they draw them three games, there, that's more damning for West Ham, Southampton, and Leeds' chances of survival rather than Bournemouth.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, I agree.
0: Um, Spurs, was it right to keep Stellini on, or should they have gone someone else for the interim turn?
1: The truthful answer is no, it wasn't right. But also at the same time, if you can't convince anyone to start mid-season, well. Two for th- two thirds of the way into the season, then yeah, it's the sensible option. But the the further downside of it is this man is not changing anything; he's just carrying on what Antonio Conte did, which is why they and failed. How
0: and how do we know he's still not speaking to Conte about what to do in these situations? <laughs> what do
1: I do? <laughs> I, I doubt it. If I'm honest, <laughs> the man seems like an I honest mean... bloke, but he, he's not a manager. Clearly,
0: <laughs> no. Some people aren't cut out to be managers. They're just cut out to be number twos in the footballing world. Yeah. Um, but, yeah.
1: Wrong, again, you said nothing wrong with that. But Tottenham aren't failing if you look at the table. They're fifth. But you watch them on the pitch, and it's like you
0: could be so much more. Mm. It's one of them be like, if they didn't drop as many points as they have done this season, could they actually be in a title race?
1: They'd be comfortably in third. Yeah. They'd at least be that. 100%
0: hmm But it's just it feels like you go in round and round on America around with them and how they perform now. And you like I uh, they say it's no longer a surprise.
1: Yeah, I don't get it. As well as watching it, there was, it was just so nonchalant again with their passing round the back. Like mm-hmm. there was one with I think it was Romero who just calmly passed it across the penalty area and it just about reached the goal. <laughs> Fucking out. Yeah. Like you're trying to lose.
0: It feels like in, that at times. No in
1: intensity it about them. N-
0: no. It, it kind of feels like they have just gone. But that is it for us.
1: Yeah, we accept where we are. Mm-hmm. And we can still beat these teams below us. Apparently.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but they need to be showing it more and be doing that because otherwise they can. They need to be uh, looking over their shoulder at the other teams behind them.
1: Yeah, I'm telling you, Villa should be chasing them down massively and we've got to play them eventually. It's, it feels mm-hmm. weird as a well, the Villa fan being here like, oh, I can't wait to play Spurs, Liverpool and Brighton at the end of the season. <laughs>
0: yeah, it could be a very good running. But, I mean, Brighton, Prime position, two games in hand. That would move them above Spurs if they win their games as well. So You put them in the top all,
1: four if they win both of them.
0: It's not all uh, happy days for Spurs in terms of making sure that that European spot is guaranteed for them next season. They can't be putting in performances like this for the rest of the season, otherwise they will miss out on European football.
1: Like Checking it now, we know Man City is probably one of the games in hand.
0: Yes. they not been
1: decided um, when. I believe the other is either Forest. It's either Forest or it's Manchester United.
0: It's Manchester United uh, on the fourth May that has been rescheduled for.
1: Yeah, so that's two pretty... You'd say, you would say tough games in hand, but if Brighton are Mm. on it, they can absolutely give them the best game.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it's... I mean, I don't know whether that Man City game has been fully rescheduled yet. Um, I don't. No, know they haven't. When know. it would be,
1: I think they're waiting think that on, on, on FA Cup final involvement before they decide.
0: Yeah, but, yeah. So it's one of them where it's if City may potentially have the league wrapped up by then, could happen. Do they? Where do things <laughs> have gone on <laughs> this season? Exactly. But, uh, yeah, definitely going to be one to pay attention to. A uh, quick run through the rest of the results now this weekend. Fulham beat Everton by three goals to one. Uh, Harrison Reid, Harry Wilson and Dan James scoring the goals there. Uh, for Fulham, Crystal Palace beat Southampton by two goals to nil. Eberechi Eze with a brace in that one. And Crystal Palace looking in incredible form now under they Roy They could Arshton. overtake
1: Chelsea. That's how well Roy Hodgson's got him playing, and Eze is sensational.
0: Yeah, he looks like a rejuvenated man now, Eze. But mm. even his position,
1: and oh look, he's actually really good.
0: Mm. I mean, the absolute oh, I... <laughs> yeah, definitely, he's a very, very good uh, player. I mean, they do sit three points behind Chelsea, like you were saying. So, top half finish realistically isn't out of the question for them, even. Though, a couple of weeks back, we were thinking of oh, Palace going to be dragged into a relegation scrap.
1: Depends with Brentford.
0: Yeah.
1: I think if you're going off current results, obviously, Ful- I would have said Fulham, but then they got the win. Like Brentford, Fulham mm. are the teams you're looking at if you're going to finish out of them and scrape a top half finish. Yeah. Mm. I um, with them, so they've like gone right off it both. Well, Fulham won, obviously, this weekend. You said beating Everton, but Brentford haven't won in five either.
0: Yeah. I mean on the beach uh, two nil defeat. Yeah, it feels like it a bit two nil defeat to uh, Wolves this weekend for them Diego Costa and uh Huang He Chan. Diego Costa for... scored a goal. Yeah. Although,
1: had, <laughs> you where... had you actually seen it? No, I hadn't. It it was basically kicked at him. So he didn't really uh, it, it just got kicked in and much. it went in. Yeah, I think even the second one was close enough, this, similar as well. Hmm. But yeah, I think, by well, like Wolves, did deserve it in the end. And they're, they're starting <laughs> off.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then the final result that happened over the weekend, Manchester United beat Nottingham Forest by two goals single uh Anthony and a first Premier League goal for Boyogo uh, Delo. Much needed for United heading into a big week as they travel to uh civil later on this week for that uh second leg like, tie
1: yeah you've definitely got to
0: hand it to them hmm i'm not even going to go eye, there with that
1: side eye, like i still haven't seen the clip fully but i've gone off still images and i'm going sorry what how is this not handball then
0: rule one don't ever go off still images because everything looks like a foul or red card or a penalty enough
1: people were saying yeah. that it was a handball which makes me think yeah, they may have potentially been robbed, Forrest.
0: Potentially, but uh, I haven't actually seen it back myself, so I can't really pass comment on it. But uh, what I will say, just don't go off still images or what people say, you have to physically say, see it. Uh, the final game this weekend is tonight as Leeds welcome Liverpool to Elland Road. Um, Leeds obviously need... Where um, are Leeds this season? They are... six like six yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: And for them, this is huge. Like you get a win against Liverpool, a game that you're probably not expected to win. It's huge in survival context. And as for Liverpool, uh-huh. they also I mean, desperately need it, given they are just begging to finish as high as they can.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh... A victory for Leeds tonight would see them leapfrog West Ham into 15th and put them on 32 points, where Liverpool, a victory for them, would put them two points behind Brighton. uh, They would remain eighth. Uh, But yeah, you can't... It's weird that that, that,
1: if Leeds win, that relegation scrap becomes a four-team race.
0: mm, It really does.
1: Barring massive catastrophes, it becomes a lot more closer.
0: Yeah, you'd expect we can get a much clearer picture as to who goes down um, mm. for the rest of this season and who is able to claw themselves out of it. But one thing I've
1: yeah. seen is that Liverpool, uh, Luis Diaz is returning. That's Apparently. good news for them. He's in the, of... the match squad, whether we see him or not, is another thing. Mm.
0: Definitely, uh, he's one to pay attention to. Him, but yeah, a big victory is needed for. Liverpool we'll just to give them a bit of hope of anything this season. And obviously, like you say, with Leeds needing to get a victory over the line to push them away from that relegation uh, battle as much as possible. Yeah, and I say we move on to European fixtures. Yep, uh, we'll start off with the Bundesliga, where none of the top sides decided to win this weekend.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you what, you had the chance there, Dortmund, and you screwed it
0: up. Yeah, I mean... Drawing 3 3 with uh, Stuttgart and a 97th minute equaliser from Silas Katomba Mavumba after Joe had poor Dortmund free to walk in the 92nd minute. You've got to be uh, hanging your head in shame as well that Stuttgart had to play the whole second half in the last five minutes or so of the first half with 10 players after uh, Mavropanos got sent off. It's just like, yeah, that's a big, big. Uh, blow for Dortmund to be dropping points there. Bayern Munich drew 1-1 with Hoffenheim, uh, Benjamin Pavard and uh, Andrei Krammerich with the goals, and although Pavard did have one uh, disallowed by VAR just after Krammerich had pulled Hoffenheim level. Eintracht Frankfurt and Borussia Gladbach also played out a 1-1 draw. Uh, FC Union Berlin drew one all with VfL Bochum and Wolfsburg by Leverkusen also finished 0-0. So, a weekend of draws it seems to be in Germany, um, oh, in the relegation see,
1: fight. I was going to say the relegation score, I thought you were going to skip it then.
0: No, don't worry. Uh Schalke beat Hertha Berlin by five goals to two to move themselves off the bottom and uh move Hertha to the bottom, giving them a bit of a fighting chance now. Obviously, uh level on points with Stuttgart down at the bottom, but it's still got half a better goal difference compared to Schalke. So... It's definitely not over amongst the bottom six teams. I was going to say, it's still a four-horse race, but it's becoming a
1: six-team battle. Hoffenheim and Augsburg
0: are slipping. Yeah, massively slipping right into Hoffenheim, You get a
1: good draw against Bayern, that helps you out a little bit.
0: And the fact they've got a much better goal than the rest of the teams as well is something that they uh, are able to lean on a bit more as we approach the final Uh, Five or six games in uh, the Bundesliga. Yeah, it's good for
1: him.
0: Mm. Uh, Over in Spain now, and Barcelona again dropping points. This time another 0 0 against Hatafe. Or are they just teasing Real Madrid like, oh, you think you can catch us? No, we'll get away. Oh, you want to tie it all in? No.
1: They drawed last week, it was
0: a point gained.
1: Although they lost yeah. two points to him this week. But
0: yeah, they, they're they just giving them a chance. Mm. Uh, speaking of Real Madrid, they beat uh, Cadiz by two goals to nil. Nacho and Marcos, uh, Marco Asensio with the goals for uh, Madrid there. And I know Atletico Madrid, they beat Almira by two goals to one. Antoine, Antoine Griezmann with a brace. Uh, looking in good form in recent weeks for uh, Diego Simeone's side.
1: Yeah, it's about... Tommy found his form again, I think, because they are not... well. They've done well, but they really... like The start of the season damaged them a little bit. They didn't start well at all, did they?
0: No. And obviously there was a lot of talk about Simeone's future and all that a lot of the time, but But, he seems to be stuck and being positive there. One thing that isn't looking positive, though,
1: I'm, just, I'm doing the maths. I believe they've
0: won six in a row. Uh, give me a second one.
1: It's around that. I know it's five and then I checked. It, it's some six, It's But they are unbeaten in like at least 10 by the looks of it. So they've been on a very good run. at bet going to be fair.
0: They, they haven't lost in the league since uh, January against Barcelona. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Actually, <laughs> he got a for that mm-hmm. one.
0: Man said, fire yeah. me, will you? Mm-hmm. Sends Zio Felix out to Chelsea That's, that's not In January Yes Fourth place Real Sociedad They lost 2-0 to Athletic Bill Bows in a big blow for uh, Their chances of making sure That for that fourth place is secured Because elsewhere Rail Betis Beat Espanol by three goals to one Uh, So, yeah, it's a bit of squeaky bum time for uh, dead, but they're definitely looking over their shoulders. Down at the bottom, Valencia's troubled season continues after they lost 2-0 to Sevilla uh, yesterday, and it's not looking good for them. 27 points.
1: three point gap there as well. That's not ideal. Better goal difference as well. I guess that helps them out a little bit, but you've got to start winning
0: yeah definitely can't be dropping many more points now for out throughout the rest of the season uh next over I'm to, 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 to the
1: big yeah. fixtures come in. they don't really have to play anyone around them it's it's not looking great
0: yeah it could be it, very they've
1: got they've got to play espanol actually near them so that's gonna be huge i guess yeah. oh.
0: But the fact that they still I think that's the last game against, of the season uh, as
1: well against Espa- Espanyol, so both of them could actually no, be No, okay. As the penultimate game of the season, so, yeah,
0: yeah. Fourth of June against Real Betis is their last game of the season.
1: Yes, it's still not many fixtures that go their way by the looks of it.
0: No, definitely not. It's going to be a very troublesome time. Uh, in Valencia. Over to Italy now and on Friday Lazio beat Spezia by three goals to nil and on Saturday AC Milan dropped more points with a one all draw with Bologna Napoli drew nil-nil with Helles Verona and Inter Milan lost 1-0 to Monza uh, Juve lost 1-0 to Sassuolo and Jose Mourinho's Roma won 3-0 against Udinese uh, with the clash between Fiorentina and Atalanta still to comp later on tonight. So again, I, a weekend. I know Napoli are going to win the
1: league, right? but are they, are they just given up now? League-wise, they're just all in on Champions League. I well, can imagine they, they probably made a few changes to this one just to be ready for the, the midweek.
0: I mean, yeah, they've got a lot to be fighting for come uh, Tuesday, but... I mean, he's still a strong uh, side because he had Raspadori, Hovind, Lozano, Palatano, and midfielder Zambo and said, Dem, um, uh, Elmas. So there were some changes, obviously. I similar feature.
1: Clearly, by the looks of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, he did come on in the last uh, 17 minutes of the game, uh, which is obviously good news for uh, this week's uh, Champions League second Like You'd imagine he comes in, he starts uh, in that one because how much yeah. they need him.
1: Yeah, I... Like but yeah,
0: it another, it. another weekend of uh, a lot of teams dropping points in Italy. It's making them final few places uh, still lively to play for. I mean, you'd say Roman may have secured their Champions League position and uh, Lazio, but uh, fourth place is still one that could go down to the mile between Atalanta, Inter Milan and AC Milan. Yeah,
1: I also don't really want to fully rule out Juventus getting sick either.
0: I mean, they're four points behind Atalanta, but at the same I'll, time... I'll say
1: Juventus, they've lost two in a row now, but Bologna and Fiorentina are trying to do a late charge as well. Those two haven't lost in the last five.
0: I mean, even down as far as Monza in 13th, they're only six points behind Juventus.
1: That's asking a lot, I think, for them.
0: I mean, it is, considering like the quality of the sides above. Monser, but...
1: Before this weekend, they hadn't won the last four.
0: Mm. But you never know, momentum could help propel them forward and other teams around them could, could drop the point. So, yeah, then last uh, three or four Euro, uh, European places in Italy is definitely uh, all up to grabs. Over in France and on Friday, Lyon beat Toulouse by two goals, one. Alexandra Lacazette and then an own goal from Logan Costa helped Lyon to victory. Lacazette looking incredible form in uh, Lyon. He's found his way again, but he has—is he now the, the
1: top goal scorer? Something came out um, ages ago with him. I can't recall what
0: way. this season.
1: Yeah, because they're on their own. Uh, something as well.
0: Yeah, he's got 19 goals this season. Only Mbappe and Jonathan David have more goals than him in the league this season.
1: Yeah, that's, that's decent for him. He's probably found the league that he needs to be in at his quality level right now, because he dropped off in the Premier League for him. And massively. Yeah, it wasn't going to happen for him.
0: Hmm. Speaking of Mbappe, uh, he and PSG beat Lens by three goals to one. Mbappe scoring the first and assisting Messi for the third, 3 0 up at half time. Um, admittedly, Lens had to play the majority of the game with 10 players after Salis Abdul Samid got sent off after uh, just 20 minutes on the clock. But Lens did get a consolation goal back on the hour mark from the penalty spot. Uh, Premier Frankowski with that goal there proved uh, <clears throat> comfortable in that one. Yes, uh, elsewhere Marseille beat twice by three goals to one to leapfrog lens to go into second place. So again that uh, final guaranteed Champions League spot because they only have two guaranteed Champions League spots in France is definitely off for grades because Monaco in fourth on sixty one points lens sixty three points and Marseille on sixty four. so it's still uh, all play for for that last uh, Champions League spot or guarantee Champions League spot.
1: Yes. Um I don't know where you if you wanted to go elsewhere championship was or are you prepared to end? <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah, I was
0: just gonna do I was just gonna do a quick championship look and then i look ahead to the yeah, Europa League. at uh, your Euro, European games this week. Okay Champions League and Europa League. So yeah um play off again. Playoff places really up for grabs. I mean, you can't even rule out Watford in 12th place now, how close it is. Like, it is so crazily close.
1: I know we're saying this, but I, I look at the top three and I just think that's the Lute and Middlesbrough final, by the looks
0: of it. I mean, as it stands, yes, but like we will say, a run over these last four uh, games or so, five if you're uh, West Brom, it could just bring a bit of life and get you into that fifth or sixth place. And like you said previously, getting six sometimes and the run runner format they run is helpful for them to get that championship uh, playoff place.
1: Yeah, but uh, weird thing, uh, yeah, weird weirder things have happened. But I don't see it this time. Sometimes when the third and fourth is that strong, you just back them. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, Luton unbeaten in their last 10 games in the league. Um, back to winning baseball Middlesbrough after a bit of a lull over the last four games, I mean, p- previously. So they drew uh, with Bristol City, lost to Burnley and lost to Huddersfield before this weekend's 5-1 win against Norwich. Michael Carrick's side, very comfortable win, uh, that one actually, in the end. 4-0 up at half-time, I mean... <laughs> It's one of them you yeah, like uh four one, sorry, about half time. Yeah, it's Very, not right. Uh, it's never gonna be
1: great for anything. Mm.
0: No. Uh down <clears throat> excuse me. Down at the bottom, I mean you'd still say we're gonna down, I don't know when they officially get confirmed down because they can still escape, but well, it's not looking good for them. Same with Blackpool, uh, but then that final relegation spot. What is three points between Rotherham all, in 18th games left. and
1: it's... All games they have twelve points. They're looking
0: like gunners, I think. Yes, I mean, uh, yeah, it's just a matter of when rather than if they go down. But that final championship relegation spot in twenty-second, Reading forty-two, Cardiff in twenty-first on forty-two as well. Uh, Three goal difference separating them with the uh, QPR and Huddersfield both on forty-three points, and then Rotherham on forty-five points as well. However, Cardiff and (laughs) and the team above them, Rotherham. Mm, there's an eight-point gap there, let's be real. They're going to get deducted. <laughs> Stop being so mean to them. What do you mean? I'm supposed to be. Exactly, but show a bit of niceness. <laughs> You're
1: usually about to show them respect. I don't think so. They carried a coffin round when we were relegated.
0: Mm. To be sure, that was funny. But, um, yeah, Even still I struggle, a lot to play for. But... <laughs> Still a lot to play for in uh, the Championship. Over to the Champions League now, and we do have the second quarterfinal legs taking place this week. The first set of games that we have are tomorrow. We have Chelsea, Real Madrid. Obviously, Real Madrid have that two-goal lead in that one, and AC Milan uh, against Napoli. And again, uh, if you don't remember, AC Milan have a 1-0 lead in that one. But with Victor Oxman possibly back into the start in eleven. Maybe Napoli can find that goal, that they need a goal or two to give them the life in this tie. And then on Wednesday, Bayern Munich versus Manchester City, you'd say this one's pretty much over after that first leg, unless Bayern have a miracle of a return leg.
1: I don't know, we are awaiting the first miracle of this year's tournament.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, true. Uh, but it remains to be seen whether that can happen. And then in the second leg, uh, the second time on Wednesday, Inter Milan have a two-goal lead over Benfica. So, again, a hard task for Benfica to turn around. Then Thursday, we have the second leg of the uh, Europa League and the Conference League. So, would have a 1-0 lead over Roma. Sevilla, Manchester United is obviously 2-2. Juventus have a slight lead over Sporting, uh, winning their first leg 1-0. And... The game between Real Union, Saint-Gilwell and Bay Leverkusen is at one apiece. A so, uh, lot to pay attention to to the Europa League ties uh, this week as they are quite level. Uh, and finally, the Conference League, AZ Alkmaar versus and have that two-goal cushion in that one. Uh, Fiorentina, you would say, are in the semi-final after they beat uh, Lecce Passano 4-1 in the first leg, so they haven't got too much to play for in this reverse leg here. Um, obviously West Ham and Ghent uh, level out one apiece so it's going to be a very interesting battle to see what West Ham do in that one and then finally uh, OGC Nice and FC Basel are level at two apiece so a lot of uh, European fixtures during this week have uh, still got stuff to play for and not all of the games are uh, done and dusted so it's going to be an entertaining week hopefully
1: yeah I hope so Like quarterfinals, a lot to play for, please
0: deliver on the moments Yes, I definitely don't want any more disappointing ties uh, heading forward Right, uh, that is it for this week, we will be back later on in the week to uh, recap the action from the European Games and look ahead to another weekend of Premier League fixtures and the FA Cup semi-finals next weekend
1: Yeah, that's nice if you're involved.
0: Which we are. So you are. <laughs> anyway, I'm in the too meantime, busy trying sure to Champions League for Martin. <laughs> oh, in the meantime, make sure you like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from and we will uh, be back later on this week. In the meantime, we'll see you soon.